What you're about to listen to is a Pod Bros exclusive. Age of the Geek, baby. We run the world. I see you shiver with anticipation. Man, what's gotten into you? running smoothly and you i'm doing great how are you guys doing it is another episode of dave's nerd compendium and i just want to let you guys first know that this past weekend i had the honor of recording with some people and unfortunately you guys won't hear the episode until next month it's not my show i i'm putting that out there i did not record this show This show is actually part of the Dave podcast, and the Dave podcast is a select a famous Dave to talk about. I will not say which famous Dave we talked about. I will say that I had an amazing and fun time talking with Octopus Caveman and the Green Korean, who are the two hosts of the show. We started off talking about comic books, and we got into... Uh, Dave's in the news and then talked about uh, the famous Dave and then talked about a couple other things. It was an amazing time and it was an honor to be on the show. Whoop. Whoa. Did you hear that? Damn it, I lost a man card. Oh well. Uh, I got enough to spare. But today's episode, I thought I would harken back to my early, early, early days, it would do a nerd or nerdy TV shows. Now, some of these shows people will utterly hate, or at least one of them people will utterly hate. Uh, Another one has been canceled. I have four. I might uh, pull up a fifth one if I think about it. But I'm going to start off with a show that I just recently got into, although it's getting ready to start its third season on October 3rd. Coincidentally, third season starting on the 3rd. It is the TV show Scorpion. Now, just a little bit about this. Scorpion is based around a team of geniuses. You have Walter O'Brien, who is claimed to be the world's one of the world's most intelligent people. He heads a team with an IQ of 197. His friend Sylvester Dodd is a human calculator and uh, mainly dealing with statistics and probability. Happy Quinn is a mechanical prodigy and pretty much the MacGyver of the team. They got or Toby Curtis, who is a world-class shrink, Harvard grad, and Harvard-trained behavioralist. They also have a character in the team of Scorpion called Paige Deneen, who is a former 
waitress who is pretty much the intermediary between this team of geniuses who are suffering from EQ problems or emotional, uh, how should I best put it? Because I'm forgetting the term they use. Um, they can't really deal with people emotionally or show emotions at well. So she's a, like, buffer in between them. And the reason why she's there is she helps translate the normal world to these geniuses and translates these geniuses to the normal world while they help her with her gifted son. Yes, her son winds up being a freaking genius. You have characters, or you have uh, Elias Gable playing Walter O'Brien. He has been in Game of Thrones and a few other things. Uh, Paige Danina is played by Catherine McPhee, who everybody might know from the TV show Smash or American Idol. Robert Patrick. You might know him from his short stint in seasons uh, 5, 6, and 7 of um, Sons of Anarchy. Probably know him from X-Files, where he played Agent John da- uh, John Doggett. He was also, if you don't already know, the T-1000 in Terminator 2. He plays Agent Cabe Gallo who is a special agent with Homeland Security. He actually found Walter O'Brien when he was like 11 or 13 years old, something like that, when he hacked into NASA just to get a blueprint to hang on his wall. And he was friends with him, or not really friends, but acquaintances with him for years, up until around the age of 16, when... Gallo asked him to create a bit of software that was used to, from what O'Brien knew, drop aid packages to third world nations. When in effect, it turns out it was used to drop bombs on Iraq, killing like 2,000 civilians because they miscalculated. And since then, Walter has been trying to use his powers for good to kind of counteract everything and repay the deaths in his own way. Eden K. Thomas plays Toby Curtis, who people will know from the American Pie movies. He's a dude that did Stifler's Mom. Plain and simple can't say no other way. Jaden Wong plays Happy Quinn, and Ari Siddhartham plays uh, Sylvester Dodd. I'm sorry if I slaughter that name. I really am. Uh, but this is just an amazing show. I saw it, and I was like, okay, let's see how it is. It, it's gotten a decent rating on... Uh, Rotten Tomatoes and on IMDb. It's been ranked in the top 20 shows uh, for the past two years. So I thought, why not? I'll give it a try. 
for this being a action drama, there is some good comedy mixed into it. So if you're looking for a show that mixes comma or comedy, drama, action, and it's one of the shows that you can't just watch the first five minutes of it and say, okay, this person did this and this and this. Which is what happens to me when I watch, like, CSI and uh, NCIS. I, I can ruin an episode real quick, even if it's the first airing of the episode, because my mind is over-analytical. This show, I can't, and that's why I love it so much. Now, the next show that is featured on this episode of Dave's, or the Nerd TV shows, I'm forgetting what I'm what I call the original one, is CSI Cyber. Now, this is actually the second official spinoff of the CSI crime scene investigation television show that ran like 15 or 16 or so many uh, freaking years. However, CSI Cyber premiered on March 4th of 2015 starring Patricia Arquette and Ted Danson. Ted Danson recovering or re, uh, resuming his role of from the CSI franchise. However, on May 12th of 2016, the show was canceled after two seasons. And like most CSI television shows, it has The Who doing the theme song for it. You had Who Are You by The Who for CSI, the original series. You had uh, Baba O'Reilly for CSI New York. Uh, you had Won't Get Fooled Again from The Who for the theme song for CSI Miami. Now you have I can see for miles by the Who, for the sound or for the theme song for CSI Cyber. The plot is: the series follows an elite team of FBI special agents tasked with investigating cyber crimes in North America. Based out of Washington, the team of is supervised by Deputy Director Avery Ryan, an esteemed PhD. Ryan is a behavioral psychologist turned cyber shrink who enlisted or established an FBI cyber crimes division, heads a hack for good program, a scheme in which the criminal she catches can work off or work for her in lieu of receiving a prison sentence. Ryan works with B.D. Russell, Love Coast, Sherlock Holmes, and career CSI who joins a team after a stint as director of the Las Vegas Crime Lab. Together, Russell and Ryan head a team, including Simon Sifter, Elijah uh, Mundo, Daniel Krimit, or Krimi, Raven Ramirez, and Brody Nelson, who work to solve internet-related murders, cyber theft, hacking, sexual offenses, blackmail, and other crimes deemed to be cyber-related within the FBI jurisdiction. Now, this show kind of hits uh, 
a special place with me, since my degree is in information technology and security, and I'm going for a master's degree in cybercrime or cybersecurity. So I was really interested in checking out this show, and I haven't just yet, but with Netflix, I do have the season coming. And I thought, or the first season is only 13 episodes long. The second season is 18 episodes long. But the show was not getting good uh, reviews. The highest it ever ranked was the first season ranked number 39. The second season didn't, or just hit number 50. These are low rating shows. So I kind of wasn't that um, into watching them when they were first airing. So I'll check out this first season of CSI Cyber, see what I think. Then I'll let you guys know for sure. But as of right now, it is still a nerd TV show because it's dealing with cyber crimes and cyber crimes are committed on a computer. I forgot to mention that the main thing about Scorpion is it's loosely based on a true story. Walter O'Brien is actually a real person, a real hacker who formed a company called the Scorpion Computer Service. And the story behind it is roughly true, but you never know. They probably fabricated here and there. But moving on to the next nerd show. The next nerd show has got mixed reviews from a lot of people. Some people don't find it funny. Some people do. I'm one of those. I find it funny at times. I don't always find it funny, but I do find it funny at times. Now, the show, if you can't tell by me gamering on, is The Big Bang Theory. This is an American sitcom created by Chuck Lorre and Bill Party both of whom serve as executive producers for the series. Uh, the show premiered on CBS September 24th, 2007, and as of March 14th, was renewed for three more years through season 10, which premiered September, or which will premiere, I should say, September 19th, 2016. The show is uh, primarily centered around five characters living in Pasadena, California. Leonard Hofstetter and Sheldon Cooper, both physicists at Caltech. Penny, a waitress and aspiring actor, well, now a pharmaceutical rep. Um, Leonard and Sheldon, uh, similarly, share geeky and social awkward friends and co-workers. Uh, aerospace engineer Howard Wallowitz and an astrophysicist Rajesh Kuthrapali or Raj Kuthrapali. The four guys uh, are constructed by the comedic effects of Penny's social or social skills and common sense. Over the time, supporting characters were promoted to uh, starring roles like Bernadette Rostenkowski who was Howard's uh, girlfriend, now wife, 
who's a microbiologist and a part-time or former part-time waitress. Uh, and you also have neuroscientist Amy Farrah Fowler, who is Sheldon's girlfriend, or on-again, off-again girlfriend, who is their, her girlfriend now. You also have Stuart Bloom, who is a comic book shop owner. Now, out of all the characters, there's only one of them with a real PhD. The or the actress who plays Amy Farrah Fowler, people might know her from her stint uh, on the TV show Blossom. It is Maya Bialik. She is the only person in the cast who is a uh, actual PhD holding doctorate in neurobiology. So it, uh, her stint on the show is not really so far fetched. She is actually playing a character who has her own degree. Now, the rest of the characters are Johnny Galecki, or, who plays Laird Hofstetter, Jim Parsons, who plays Sheldon Cooper, Kaylee Quoka, who plays Penny, Simon Helpert, who plays Howard Walwitz, Canel uh, Nayari, or Nayar, who plays Raj Kuthrapali, Um, Lissa Raj plays Bernadette by Bialik, of course, Amy Farrah Fowler, Kevin Sussman as, uh, Stuart Bloom. Now, the theme song is actually from the alternative, or Canadian alternative rock band, Bare Naked Ladies, and it's called Big Bang Theory Theme Song. And... The full song is a minute and 45 seconds long. Although some sources identify the song's tell as actually the history of everything. But before that, this show is a show that I got into probably during the third or fourth season. I thought was kind of funny, and as I watched it, I noticed that more and more the laughter was canned, and at times it gets kind of irritating, and I know a lot of my friends will uh, try to take my nerd card, but I do think that it was, or it is a semi-tolerable show. When the show first aired, viewers ranked it at number 68 for the first season. When it came back for the second season, it came back at 40. Third season came back at 12. 12. That is a 28-number jump. Season 4 dropped down to 13. Fifth season jumped back up to 8. Sixth season was ranked number 3. And the last three years, it has been ranked at number two. The number two most watched shows. Number two 
most viewed shows for in the Nielsen ratings. That is amazing. And they've had a lot of, how should I say, cameos put into it. You've had Bob Newhart. You've had Bill Nye the Science Guy. You've had uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. You've had Steve Wozniak. You've had uh, Stephen Hawking, Elon Musk. You've had George Smoot. You've had uh, Summer Clow. I mean, so many different cameos have happened on this show. It is astonishing. Now, would I suggest this show to someone? Yes, possibly. If I knew that uh, they would like that type of humor. It's kind of like uh, dealing with British humor. If people don't like British humor, they will not like Monty Python. So, Unless somebody likes the more scientific or faux-scientific humor, they might not like this show, but I do at times. But that's the third show. The fourth show is Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time first aired October 23rd of 2011 on ABC. Now, the show takes place in a fictional seaside town called Storybrook, Maine, whose residents are characters from various fairy tales transported to the real world, yet robbed of their real memories by a powerful curse. Episodes typically featured a primary storyline in Storybrook, as well as a secondary storyline from another point of view in a character's life before the curse happened. It borrows elements and characters from the Disney franchise and popular Western literature, folklore, and fairy tales. Once Upon a Time was created by Lost and Tron Legacy writers Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz. A spinoff, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, consists of 13 episodes and premiered October 10th, 2013, and concluded April 3rd, 2014. Now, on March 3rd of this year, ABC renewed the show for a sixth season. Some of the characters that are primary characters in the show are Jennifer Goodwin, Jennifer Morrison, Lena Perali, Josh Dallas, Jared S. Gilmore, Raphael uh, Sabarge, Jimmy Dorn, or Jimmy Dornan, who, yeah, Jimmy Dornan's still in the show. I haven't, I'll honestly say, I haven't watched anything since uh, like second season. Robert Carlyle, Ian Bailey, Megan Ori. Emilio DeRaven, Colin O'Donohue, Michael Raymond James, Michael uh, Socha, Sean McGuire, and Rebecca Mater. Now, the series overview. The series take 
like I said, the series takes place in uh, Storybrooke, Maine. Uh, the curse was put on by the evil queen Regina. Using a powerful curse obtained by Rumpelstiltskin, the residents of Storybrooke, where Regina is mayor, have lived an unchanging existence for 28 years. Unaware of their own lack of aging, the town's ho- only hope lies in a bail bonds person, Emma Swan, the daughter of Snow White and Prince Charming, who was transported from the Enchanted Forest to our world via a magic wardrobe as an infant before she could be cursed. As such, she is the only person who can break the curse or restore the character's lost memories. She is aided by her son, Harry, with whom she had recently reunited after giving him up for adoption upon his birth. And his Once Upon a Time book of fairy tales holds the key to breaking the curse. Harry is also the adopted son of Regina providing a source for both conflict and common interest between the two women. Episodes usually have one segment that deals with the character's past life that, when uh, serialized, adds a piece to the puzzle about the characters and their connection to the events that preceded the curse and its consequences. The other set in the present day follow a similar pattern with a different outcome but also similar insight. Now, like I said, five seasons so far. The first season was pretty much uh, the evil queen interrupting the wedding of Snow White and Prince Charming and um just the introduction to everybody, Emma finding out she has a, or her son is actually from this town, has been adopted within the town. The second season, you get a little bit more into it because uh, the new threat emerges in the form of Captain Hook, and you deal with the Queen of Hearts, who is actually Regina's mom, and that's where the uh, spinoff for uh, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland came in. Then the third season, you deal with Neverland and Peter Pan, who was portrayed by Robbie Kay, who you might know now from, um, oh God, what is he in? Uh, he was in Heroes Reborn. Um, Hannibal Rising, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Strange Tides. So, I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff. He played Pinocchio in 2008, so you know he can do kid roles, but he was in Heroes Reborn as Tommy Clark, the main role, uh, in their uh, any series that happened. And towards the end of uh, the third season, you start getting tie-ins to 
the Wicked Witch of the West and the Land of Oz. In the fourth season, you deal with uh, Elsa and Anna from Frozen and Cruella de Vil and Maleficent and Ursula. In the fourth uh, season, you deal with uh, Merlin and King Arthur, although you deal with uh, Galahad, or not Galahad, but Lancelot, and I want to say the second season. I could be wrong. But you also see Hades and uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So it covers a wide range of characters, and each one is portrayed differently. And if you like fairy tales, if you like fantasy, drama, adventure, mystery, you might want to check out this show. It's a good show to sit back with the lovely lady of your choice, or if you are a lady, get your man to sit there and watch it, because there's interesting aspects on both sides of the equation in the show. One of my good friends got me started watching it, and I will say I enjoyed watching it. It was different. It was entertaining. Is it something I'd watch all the time? Yeah, I burned through the first two seasons on Netflix real quick. Or the first season on Netflix real quick. And then had to wait for the second season to come out. But I just got busy and Walking Dead was on the same time. So Walking Dead, once upon a time. Walking Dead, once upon a time. I went Walking Dead. So, I mean, you got both aspects of it. You know what? I'm going to toss three more shows in here. Why? Because you guys deserve a little bit longer episode. The next show is a Canadian supernatural drama series called Lost Girl. This show ran five seasons. From September 12th of 2010 through uh, 2015. It follows the life of a bisexual succubus named Bo, played by Anna Silk, as she learns to control her supernatural or superhuman power abilities, help those in need, and discover the truth about her origins. The series was created by Michelle uh, Loverett and producer Jay Firestone and Prodigy Pictures. Uh, the show was on a television show or television series uh, or not series on a television channel that was primarily a Canadian channel called Showcase but in the US we got to see it on a uh, the sci-fi network and it actually premiered in the US on sci-fi January 16th 2012 Now, I've watched pretty much the first three seasons. I think I've watched the fourth season. Not sure about the fifth. But you got Anna Silk, who plays Bo Dennis. Uh, Chris Holland-Reed, who played Dyson, a werewolf shapeshifter who is a police uh, detective homicide detective and about 1500 years old you got Consignia Solo who played uh, Kenzie 
Bo's best friend. Uh, I've actually met her on at a Comic Con. Very cool person. You have Zoe Palmer who played uh, Dr. Lauren Lewis. You had uh, Rick Howland who played Trick. C.K. Collins who played uh, Hale. Paul Amos who played Vax. Of course, I got to meet him at Monroe or at uh, Motor City Comic Con. You have uh, Emmanuel um, Vagary, who played the Morgan. Uh, Rachel Skarnston, who plays Tamsin. I actually met her at uh, Motor City Comic Con 2, the same year I met uh, Paul Amos. But it was an interesting show. You, you start off with Bo not knowing who she is. She accidentally killed uh, her boyfriend at the age of like 14 or 15, ran away from home, doesn't know who her father is, didn't really know who her mother was because she was adopted. A um, lot of uh, twists and turns and... You get to see a cameo by George Takei in it. I mean, it is an amazing show. Special effects are top-notch. The storylines are very intuitive and very forthright and well-written. So if you're looking for a good uh, supernatural fantasy drama, dark fantasy, yeah, this is a show for you. Next one, I've talked about the books. I love the books. I'm actually in the middle of reading Turncoat right now. I'm on chapter 6 or 26 of the book. But on the same channel that uh, Lost Girl was on, you get The Dresden Files. Now, The Dresden Files came out years before. Uh, It premiered January 21st. 2007 and it only ran for one season a single season 12 episodes and it really didn't follow any solid promise you have Paul Blackthorne playing uh, Harry Truston who you might know as Captain Lance from Arrow Valerie Cruz playing Lieutenant uh, Murphy And they have Connie Murphy, yet in the books it's Karen Murphy. Terrence Band playing Hrothbert Bob of Brainburge, who's always supposed to be a skull, but they turn him into a uh, full person. Conrad Coates playing Warden Donald Morgan. Uh, Matt Gordon playing Emmy Waldo Butters. Uh, Joanne Kelly playing uh, Bianca. Of course, I'm just reading you the names of the most prominent characters in the books. But you have a total of 13 episodes. So, nothing bad. 
You have Birds of a Feather, The Boon Identity, Hair of the Dog, which is roughly or loosely adapted from the second book, Full Moon, uh, Rules of Engagement, Bad Blood, Soul Beneficiary, Walls, Stormfront, um, this one was an edited down version from the pilot episode because a pilot episode was uh, supposed to be loosely based on the first book. And actually, it is the first episode, but it's number eight in the number, so they're doing a firefly effect because the numbers are totally off on these. Uh, the other dick. What about Bob? Things that go bump in Second City. Now, Jim Butcher stated that the show is not the books. It is not meant to follow the same story. It's meant to be an alternative world where the all-over background and story world is similar, but not all the same things happen. The show is not attempting to recreate the books chapter by chapter or even story by story base. He continued saying viewers should not expect a duplication of the books and those expecting it would be disappointed. I will say when I saw it, I was kind of turned off by it, but I still watched it. It was still a good show. For what it was. It's a sci-fi show, so you gotta expect limited special effects. It's pretty much Sharknado. Uh, August of 2007, Dresden File was released onto DVD. And if I'm not mistaken, you can still get it uh, for probably about 20 bucks, if not less. But, hey, it's a urban fantasy. It's a fantasy TV show, and it's based in Chicago. Uh, dark fantasy, occult detective are the genre that it's specified in. But hey, Dressed in Files was adapted to a TV show. So I'm putting a question out there for you guys before I get to the last TV show on this nerd TV show episode. If you've read the books, I want you to comment to the episode posting, whether you see it on Facebook uh, Twitter, Pod Bros, wherever you see it, put a comment down. Tell me who you would cast in each role that you find important in the Dresden Files. Who would you cast as Dresden? Who would you cast as Thomas Wraith? Who would you cast as Molly Carpenter? Who would you cast as Michael Carpenter? Who would you cast as Karen Murphy? I want to find out who you guys would think, and then, who knows, I might put an episode together of who everybody thinks should play that uh, the roles, and might have to reach out to some of my uh, Photoshop friends and see if they can piece together maybe a little, oh, I don't know, a casting page and show the different casts that people think should play the roles. So, who knows? I got ideas. I got ideas. 
The last show is probably my all-time favorite. It only lasted four seasons. But it was an amazing four seasons. The first time it aired was September 27th, 2013. Or actually, no, the last air was September 27th, 2013. First air was February 3rd, 2006. Each series had only six episodes. The fifth season was commissioned, but never produced. It was the British comedy, The IT Crowd. Starring Chris O'Dole, Richard Aday, Catherine Perkins, Chris Morris, Noel Feldings, and Matt Berry. The IT crowd is set in the office of the Reinhold Industrial or Industries, a fictional British corporation in central London, located at 123 Cardigan Road. It focused on the shenanigans of three strong or of the three strong IT support team located in a dingy, untidy, unkept basement. A great contrast to the shining modern economy architecture, and stunning London views enjoyed by the rest of the organization. The obscurity surrounding what the company does uh, serve as a running gag throughout the series. All that is known is a company bought and sold ITV, a fact which uh, Dunhold Rhinum forgets completely and once made Part year uh, profits of eighteen hundred billion billion. However, it is hinted that Reinhold Industries is a communication company's or corporation, as uh, Denholm Reinhold once claimed that the company, uh, through buying mobile phone carriers and television stations, has created the largest communication empire in London. Douglas Reinholm uh, claims his father, Denholm Reinholm, uh, described the IT department uh, as being run by a dynamic go-getter, a genius, and a man from Ireland. Roy and Moss, the two technicians, are portrayed as socially inept geeks, or as uh, Reinhold's words, standard nerds. Despite the company's dependency on their service, they're despised, ignored, considered losers by the rest of the staff. Roy's uh, exasperation is reflected in his uh, support techniques by ignoring the phone and hopes that it'll stop ringing and by using reel-to-reel tapes of recorded IT suggestions. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Is it definitely plugged in? He expresses his personality by wearing uh, a different geek t-shirt in each episode. Moss's wide and intractic knowledge of all things technical is reflected in his extremely accurate yet utterly uh, indecipherable suggestions while he demonstrates a complete inability to deal with a particular problem like extinguishing a fire 
and removing the spiders, Moss is completely unable to deal with others in a rational manner, often citing bizarre facts about himself or technology, and is occasionally arrogant around others when it comes to computers. Jen, the newest member of the team, is hopelessly non-technical, despite claiming on her CB or resume that she has a lot of experience with computers, as Denholm, the company boss, is equally tech illiterate. He's convinced by Jen's interview bluffing and appoints her as head of the IT department. After meeting Roy and Moss, she redefines her role as relationship manager. Yet her attempts at bridging the gulf between the technicians and the business generally have the opposite effects, landing Jen in situations just as ludicrous as her teammates. Now, they did try to bring this show to America, and it did not go well. The show only brought Moss as a returning character, which you can't blame him. Moss is a great character. Probably one of my favorites out of the entire cast, but this was an ensemble cast. You need the whole ensemble to get the feel of it. So it, it was really downsetting, and the show only lasted like four episodes of that. But IT Crowd, if you haven't seen it, go out and see it. It is probably some of the best British humor you will see in a long time. All right, time for some housekeeping. As always, you can find me on Podbros Network, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. But you can also find me on Twitter at DaveTheNerd underscore TNC. On Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave's Nerd Compendium. All one word, no apostrophes. You can also go to DaveNC.com and find everything there. Find everything on podbros.com in the Dave the Nerd section. I have a YouTube channel. Just search Dave the Nerd. And I'll do like unboxings and I might do like a movie review or something on there just to give a little bit of content. And don't forget while you're on iTunes at Stitcher to rate the show five stars, thumbs up, whatever they take. And if you write a review, I can read it and then focus the show to be more about what you want to hear. So with all that being said, thank you ever so kindly. And as always, and if you need a man, find a nerd. Overload. Pleasure overload. Excuse me. What do you want to do tonight? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world.